Welcome all to our weekly podcast, Terry Curran's The Curran View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr Terry Curran. And if you're listening free to the first half on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either Apple or become a Patreon, all the w's.patreon.com forward slash SRB media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Curran View on Facebook, The Current View, and Instagram, or join the group, which is over 3,200 members strong. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Again, stumbled my way through that one, TC, but this is the way we roll. Yes, it's the way you roll anyway. We don't plan nothing. We just have a little uh, one or two bullet points, um, and then we just proceed with the podcast we don't know where we're going. We don't know really what we're going to be talking about. We let it flow. And that's how players or good players play the game of association football. I know that the weekend... You might, you might do that, but I'm in here all day writing things down and everything <laughs> to get it right for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was all right on the night last night because football did return. Sadly, with the passing of the Queen... The games were suspended the weekend. So, have you sourced any magic moments for us this week, TC? Yes, I've gone for um, two things in the in the Liverpool game. You're sounding uh, a bit echoey at the moment. Can you hear me now? Because I didn't have it close to, to the phone. Yeah, if you get yourself close to the phone and your earpiece, etc., we're good right. to go. Right. Uh, the two 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 uh, magic moments. Kudas's goal for uh, Ajax. Spot on. Uh, and the uh, ball down the line. I don't know the player played the ball down the line, but it was an absolutely fabulous goal. And I know people criticised the defending for uh, the, the lad coming back on uh, back on himself and playing the ball into uh, Kunas. But I keep telling you all this. You can be the best defender in the world. When someone runs at someone and throws that shoulder, yep. that's all it needs to, to deflect that player the wrong way and that the player on the ball is past him John Robertson what an absolutely genius at that no pace yeah. whatsoever you know and the one who criticised uh, defending no the attacker uh, it was a magic piece of work but the goal itself and the ball down the line were two magic moments for me absolutely fabulous and this kid uh, Mohamed Kudos Kudos Kudus, Kudas. Yeah. It's not the first time he scored an exceptional goal. He scored one against Rangers. And if you remember when I was in Turkey, one of my magic moments when I returned was. I do a, remember. Yeah, fella's goal. It was a volley for Ajax against PSV Eindhoven. I was standing in the Casablanca restaurant watching the game, and it was one of them. What a goal moment. So this kid produces many magical moments. He is one to watch. I believe he's 20, uh, 22 years of age and a Ghana international. So uh, look you at know, the name, uh, Mohamed Kudas or Kudus. I mean, you're right. We don't talk about, we don't plan anything. When we take Rangers and Celtic in Scotland, mm-hmm. right, uh, and then you take Ajax, which is a smaller country. Correct. Uh, 
than, than Scotland. Yep. Right? Uh, and I know Ajax uh, dominate in that league, but you look at the difference where how Ajax sell multi-million pound players. Spot on. Still keep producing top managers and keep producing, when they lose the managers, and keep producing some unbelievable players. Uh, not only for uh, the Dutch League, but throughout Europe itself. You know, it's it's amazing the coaching and how they uh, find these gems, whether it's through their own system or they find them on the continent uh, and sell on for big money. So I've always felt sorry for Rangers of Scotland money-wise, but when you look at it, they do dominate the, the Scottish uh, Premier League, Celtic and Rangers. The football's getting a little bit better, but when you look at Ajax, how, how they produce, you never complain about selling players, mm. right? Mm. And we make excuses for Celtic and Rangers. And I'm not calling them, but for anyone says anything about it, I'm just trying to look at the two small countries and how, the, how, how one country or football uh, teams or club uh, produces players and sells for multi-million pound uh, multi-million pound transfers yet Rangers in Scotland are buying really from smaller well, smaller leagues than any, anywhere else uh, they may sell on but they don't sell on for big money like Ajax do absolutely spot on to seeing you right I think I'm not too sure the um, how many people live in Scotland compared to Holland Holland is a small country I believe professional football only really started in the 60s. It was an amateur game before it did. then. You're right, it, it did. Mm. And, it was 100%. I mean, I'll, Gabby, when I look at football and travelled all over the place uh, through being a professional footballer, yeah. I used to look at you know the, um, the training facilities that these clubs had. Yeah. Uh, and, and now... Really amateurish, some of the professional teams were. They called, you know, they run about the English. But when, how it's all turned around now, it's it, it's hoods what looks amateurish. And these, I mean, Turkey, we have been disrespectful to Turkey. Look how far they've come yeah. in this last 30, 30 40 years. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, all right, not many Champions Leagues, but look what they get with the, with the World Cup. Yeah. You know, that the, the producing fabulous footballers and what we've done we, we've fell by the wayside uh, with with everything our coaching I just hope that Potter can take or give our coaching uh, coaches a lease of life uh, to take it on to to take them onto the next level stop fear fearing fear and start producing quality training coaching and producing top English young footballers. Absolutely, spot on. Can't disagree with, with any of that. Belgium is another small country. So when people say, oh, it's only a small country and there's not that many competitive games and we haven't got the money, you're absolutely spot on. Holland have been able to do it from the days of just turning professional uh, to, to now. If you look at the 70s, dominated European football in the 70s, not just with Ajax or Feyenoord before them, but Ajax, but the Dutch national side. Holland have, have had a history of fantastic football players that they've 
had come through their systems, particularly at Ajax. They, in the olden days, West Ham were always known as the academy of football. Well, Ajax's academy is greater, arguably, than any other academy, pound for pound, anywhere oh, any, yeah. anywhere on the planet, TC. Oh, yeah, but that, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. That, what you've just said is right. It's it's spot on because they produce. I mean, Ajax. I know Cruyff were, were, were there. They won the, uh, the Champions League, European Cup, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Three years in in, in a row. Yeah, a and in nine, country like that. And in nineteen seventy, it was it was Feyenoord that won it in seventy. Then Ajax won it in seventy one, seventy two, seventy three. So for four years on the spin, the, the Dutch won the European Cup. And then in 74 and 78, of course, got to two World Cup finals. The 70s was the um, those halcyon days of Dutch football, but they've continued to do so. They've continued to blood and find new talent from, you know, from the, the playgrounds of the Dutch schools, brought them through their academies. And when you look at the Dutch, they always play a great brand of football, don't they? Always play the passing game and total football, not being afraid to get the ball down and play. I, I get the... I get the. It doesn't... Size doesn't matter in Holland. Over here, it's all about size. Is he athletic? In Holland, the philosophy is, can he get the ball down and can he play? And can he play off two feet? When you look... When you look at Holland, and, and I don't like using this word because everybody uses it in football or any, any, in any walk of life. It ain't rocket science yep. what they do. There's something telling you there's something wrong with our coaching system. When not only do they produce play, top players, yep. they produce top, top coaches. Yep. I watched a programme on uh, YouTube uh, on an Holland coach at Tottenham. Now, Tottenham is one of our elite clubs. Yeah. It's always been a massive club. You know, it's not won European Cups and things like that, but it's it's still a big club in England. Yes. Right? And I watched the, this coach uh, about two years ago, or maybe three years ago. In fact, I posted it up on on my, uh, when I was putting a lot of football on, on my wall. Yeah. And you could see the frustration with the Dutch coach. I we were trying to teach the goalkeepers and the players uh, to play out from the back. And when I watched it, I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, he said, why don't you get this? When you receive the ball, open your body right up, break wide quickly, right? Stretch them. Get yourself side on your full backs, right? Or, and what they do, they push the full backs further on, and the two centre backs then go like, become like the full backs. Yeah. Get themselves side on so they can take the ball forward with the first touch. Yeah. They couldn't pass the ball, and you could see the frustration in it. Mm. In fact, I might, I might look for that again. Uh, this was at Tottenham's uh, academy, and we, we're talking about a Tottenham's academy players. We're not talking about, by the way, twelve and fourteen year olds. We're talking about the eighteen year olds. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't do it right. It's frightening. It's unbelievable. Isn't it? It, it, it's yeah. a, it, it's crazy. Unbelievable. It's just crazy. Absolutely. You know. If nobody wants English coaches to work, uh, to succeed more than me, you know, we can go on and we can turn around and say, oh, well, who's, who's to say that we would have won a World Cup or a European Championship? I get that argument because yeah. that is a big word. Yeah. But we haven't won it without the Alan Hudson's and the uh, Tony Curry's and the Frank Worthington's. 
right? And what we make out, out as great players are the really great players. I'm not saying they're not good players, mm. but now they're really great players. The box to box players, I get that. Yep. Right? Uh, and when they talk about, you know, going into Europe and all this type of thing, when does our strikers surpass the major strikers in, in, in other, at other clubs in Europe? When they're playing the Champions League games, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. It certainly is in the Champions League. I think we're going to be calling it the Super League because that's what it is. It's taking over domestic football. We're going to be talking about, um, is it self-inflicted, This uh, the fixture pile-up? I believe it is. We're going to talk about that later in the podcast. Uh, Jamie Insull's goal for Hales Owen against Biggles Wade last night. What a fantastic chip. It was superb, absolutely sublime. I've not uh, seen it yet, Gabby. I don't know if you've posted it. I have posted I'm... it on the current view. I'm almost certain I've posted I've been, it. On the I've been doing view. some decorating for Janice today, uh, Janet today. Yeah, I thought you'd been a bit quiet. That's why I, I, I texted you uh, early to make sure that you were okay. And uh, Don, was it Don Hyam's goal for Blackburn last night? I mean, what a strike that was. It was a kind of scorpion kick goal. The ball had come at the back. I don't know if you've seen it, but he's got his, his foot round and he stuck it into the onion bag. And Blackburn Rovers are flying, aren't they? You know, they've done well under Mowbray. They've got they are Mowbray. Yeah, same here as well. <laughs> On Cooper. <laughs> but, they, but they are doing well. And hey, your boys are doing well. Great win last night. 3-0 away from home. And... Ipswich Town, I believe, are top. Portsmouth are, are second. In fact, I've got League One table here in front of me. Um, Plymouth third. Plymouth are a dark horse. They've done well yeah. for a num- well for a couple of seasons. Uh, Ryan Lowe was the manager, of course, yeah. there, and and they've really, you know, sometimes when you have a manager like Ryan Lowe and he's so successful and he's done really well, he leaves and they fall off the pace a little bit. But Plymouth haven't. They've really kept it up. And Sheffield Wednesday fourth at the moment, uh, sixteen points, four points behind the leaders Ipswich and I, I do believe you're playing them the weekend more big, on that big, football uh, forecast uh, the end of the podcast. On, uh, yeah big game on Saturday because you know that's what you can definitely call a six pointer absolutely I think there's going to be a few six pointers in League One this season there's a number of big clubs in League One this season as well so we are going to follow League One and Sheffield Wednesday I'm flicking through my uh, uh, Back Pass Magazine's TC issue 68 New Year 2020 Uh, Trevor Francis is on the front cover and uh, Terry Curran memories Terry Curran current affairs with David Harrison. Um, oh, so I'm in it this week, am I? No, no, no. That was back in uh, 2020, TC. Oh, I was right, looking right. through my old uh, old Backpass magazines and I looked at the issue. Colin Todd is uh, on the front cover of issue number 69, Spring of 2020. It's a magazine that I subscribe to. I love it. And uh, there's an interview Again, David Harrison, and he's interviewing Pat Howard. And I bring that up because our latest Legends of the 70s podcast is with Pat Howard. I did do it a few years ago. Chris is remastering it and just brushing it up a little bit. But we did take a mem- uh, trip down memory lane with Pat. I have done a few podcasts with Pat. 
we've done a game of my life when he talks about the 1974 FA Cup final against uh, um, Liverpool. And we also did a game of my life when Nottingham Forest took on Newcastle at St James's Park in 1974. A game, an FA Cup game, six round, I believe it was, that went to... They put it as a replay, but it wasn't really a replay. Yeah, um, they were Forest were winning and Newcastle fans went on the field, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Well, that involved Pat. Because what mm. had happened, Duncan McKenzie, as Pat saw it, uh, run into um, one of the Newcastle players and was awarded a penalty. They were 2-1 up at the time. Forrest scored from the penalty spot. But before the penalty was taken, Pat Howard says to referee, ref, it's never a penalty. And he said, it is. And he was arguing with him. And he said, if you give a penalty, you're going to have a riot. And the referee said, if you don't shut up, you're going to get sent off. He said, you send me off and give that penalty. You're going to have a riot. And sure enough, he did. And there was a riot. There was an FA inquiry. They didn't really know what to do. So they awarded another game. That game really should have gone to the city ground at Nottingham. But it didn't. It went to Goodison Park. They drew nil-nil. It went to an, a replay of that game. And Malcolm McDonald scored in a 1-0 victory for Newcastle and knocked out Nottingham Forest. And I still think the older Forest fans don't talk about it, or if they do, talk about it with um, much anger and anguish, because I still don't think they've forgiven them for 1974. You know what yeah, there's still, fans there's are still, like. There's still some bitterness about that. Absolutely. But, I mean, my, my, my great memory about me playing football in the FA Cup was my first one we, we, uh, for Doncaster against Liverpool. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play in that first game up at Anfield. I, w- I was on the bench and uh, we were 1-0 up with about 10 minutes to go when Keegan equalised and Kitch um, hit the crossbar to, to take it 3-2. As it happens, they beat us 3-0 at, um, at Doncaster, at uh, Bellevue, at the old, uh, Donny Rovers ground. They went on to win the Cup in 1974, beating Newcastle uh, 2-0, 3-0, something like that. 3-0. So that's, Two nil was it? Three nil. Three nil, yeah. yeah. So uh, that's my. I mean, yes, I played in a semi-final of the FA Cup with with, with Everton, you know. Uh, but that always comes to my mind the the the, the Doncaster Liverpool uh, game. Always, always. We have been touching upon um, the League Cup in the last few podcasts. Um, a lovely series in Backpass Magazine, but. They haven't done the 1979 League Cup final yet. So let's briefly talk about that because the League Cup final um, was played at Wembley, but before 1967 it wasn't. It was played home and away. 67, uh, the, the match between West Bromwich Albion and Queen's Park Rangers was the first at Wembley. In those days, you were given tankards, uh, yes. To the players in 1981, Liverpool were the first team to be awarded winners. You got medals. a medal in a tankard. Oh, did you get a medal as well? Yeah, you got a medal in a tankard. Oh, I thought it was just um, a tankard. Oh, so no. you got a medal as well? Yeah, I mean, I remember walking down Pitchfield Barley and then I'd gone off, gone to the dressing room. And when Barley came up, he came into the dressing room, 
it got a piece of turf. Yeah. And he put it into my uh, tanker. He said, put that in your garden because you may never get to Wembley again. He was right. Yeah, he was, well, no, yeah, he was right. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I could have got there with, with, with Everton, but yeah. we, we beat, we beat uh, by one of my old clubs, my, my old club, Southampton, mm -hmm. in the semi-final. And then I got an injury, so he, he was right. I, I never got there again. And I put it into my house uh, when I lived in Eastleigh. And when I came, when I left there to come to Sheffield, I bought a house in Cudworth in uh, Wheatshaw Lane. And uh, I had a garden. I got the garden to put the piece of turf with the side of the garage show. I don't know if it's still there, but if it's been re-turfed or not, the, 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 the old house. But I did take it back up to, to, to uh, Yorkshire. And that's the experience, isn't it? And a wise old head of a player like Alan Ball. Son, cherish these moments. Cherish that piece of grass. Put it in your garden because you might not play at Wembley again. And, you know, great players. Um, George Best never played in an FA Cup or a League Cup final, for instance. Uh, Johnny Haynes never neither. You know, we've had some world-class players that never actually got to a final of the FA Cup or the League Cup. What I don't like about this Champions League, or Super League as I'm calling it now, it looks as though going forward they're going to take away the League Cup. So that's going to be another competition that a footballer can't get to the final of. That it's, is, been, it's been watered down and I don't like it. That is uh, the new Super League. Yes, it is, yeah. Champions that's League. An, I'm calling it the know, Super League. Because that's, what it, that, that's what it's going to be because... Uh, one way or the other, they're trying to get more more games into Europe. Exactly. With, with the big Premier League clubs, uh, and take clubs making a breakaway is going to cause a stink. Whereas that way, they can still they can get away with it. And do you think that you know things are planned in in life, in football, in politics, etc., etc. The, the the sounding out of the European Super League. Everything is everything is planned. Absolutely, a breakaway. So everything when... is planned. But when you look, yeah. I, I saw things what were happening, mm -hmm. and I you, I'm on the I'm 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 on the phone tomorrow. We all we all mate Alan Hudson. Oh, you do. I know we're going to talk about some bits and bats and about doing a podcast and uh, things in football. What's happened to, to pair of us? Yes. Now, I. I could tell people stories, because right? I was I was asked to go into the manager's room after games. Yeah. Sometimes I went in, sometimes I didn't go in. You know, uh, I was never one of them. You know, where people could say, "Oh, you know, his, his manager's teachers, his manager's pet." Mm. Yeah, every one of them, all, all like me. They might they mind me getting sold. One day I'll write reason why I got sold. Um, so. What I'm, what I'm trying to say about all this, everything is planned. When you look what's just happened this last two, three years, mm. right? The new, new, right? We're never going to go back to the old. Mm. So everything has been planned for everything. Now, will it, will, it, will it come off certain things? No. But I think football has got that big now, money-wise. They will have some form of a Super League. You know, I I thought that there's no way that the the, the big 10, 15, 20 clubs throughout Europe would want to want that because somebody's got to finish at bottom of the league, Gabby. 
They have, but but the way that they do it um, will be it'll be either like the American football. Yeah, it will. It'll like either, a yeah, it'll either be like that, doing it that way, and with the American owners coming in, we've had this. Chelsea fellow, he's going on about a North versus South game. America love these all-star games and they love playoffs. So, you know, the game is changing. The European Super League was mooted. The breakaway like football was robbed in this country by the Premier League in 1992. So when they actually revamp this competition that we're currently watching... And they call it the Super League instead of the Champions League because it's never been the Champions League. They're not champions. I think if they'd have called it the Super League, people would have stood up and gone, we don't want the Super League. You're actually watching the Super League. It's going to evolve into the Super League. There's that many games now that they're going to be having less games domestically. They're going to have less cup games. They've already stopped replays in the FA Cup and the League Cup, straight to penalties, knockouts. You're going to have one cup competition in this country, the FA Cup, and the Champions League, the Super League, will take over because I don't think there's any appetite for them to break away and form just a league and not compete in their own domestic leagues. I think the greedy buggers want the cake and they want to eat it and they'll get their own way. I've always thought about uh, football Mm. coaching side of it about uh, taking us on to the next level uh, new ideas right yeah but, but these people tell us we play far too many games yeah right mm. that's what they tell us yeah they do right look how they have look how they have uh, added games to the Champions League absolutely there's no complaint about that. No, there's not. No. But the complaint about um, too many games in our domestic league. Yeah, but they're playing less. I know, no, but what I'm trying to say to you is, mm. you know, you keep throwing mud at wall, it sticks, doesn't it? Of course it does, yeah. You keep telling everybody these players are tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These players are tired. Mm. So, 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 we're playing far too many games. People start to believe it. Yeah. And people are not going to knock it. Right, but I said people, I'm not about people in the game, they're not going to knock it, they're going to ring to say this, that, and the other mm. is an excuse. But they get paid that vast amount of money, right? Everything you say about football is in the paper, and that promotes news, that football club, and everything to do with football. So I guarantee you, they will get the way, they will get the way because that, that's, that's how uh, the elite uh, have gone on. I don't think they're going to get the way with, with, with the world at the moment in time. I, I still think they're going to fall by the wayside. Mm. But football has got that big and that much money in it. that I'm not saying it has to be taken on to the next level, but the money side of it, it's going to force it to go on to that uh, next level. Yes, absolutely. And I think that when they do it, Football is going to thank them for doing it. Oh, thanks for not doing a breakaway league. No, you're going to shaft us in another way. And and they're going to be thanked for shafting us. Because that's what they always do. The people with the money, they pull our pants down and we thank them for shafting us. And that's what will be happening in the Super League. 
I'll tell you all, I wish people had stopped, or the fans stopped thinking that these owners come in and put all this money into football. Absolutely. They take more money out of their clubs Correct. than what they put into it. Yeah. There's only one man I can think of what's lost money in football. And his name is Simon Jordan. I mean, you mean you like him. Yeah. And by the way, when you look with somebody with that intelligence, because he, by the way, he is intelligent, that guy. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. He is, he yeah. is intelligent. You know, how he lost money in football, I do not know, because he made fortunes out of a business. Mm. Right? Uh, and he's he's the only one I know what's lost money on it. Oh, the fans have got to stop saying, oh, this is putting this money in, this money in, and that money in. Right? Whatever they put in, they take out in a loan in, in a payback time more than the loan from the bank. Absolutely, absolutely. TC. Uh, in 1888, on the eighth, we always mention this every week on the podcast. Eighth of September, 1888, the football league was started, and no, it wasn't started in 1992. And uh, the Backpass magazine your number one football retro magazine out now. All the w's.backpassmagazine.co.uk and subscribe to it. It's an absolute fabulous read. I don't just read the most current one. I go back and look at some of the interviews. There's so much in there, TC, from the olden days when football was a magnificent game and it was a game. And I say that, it was a game, it was a sport, now it's a business and it's changed. But we did talk about the 79 uh, League Cup final. What's your memories about that, apart from the turf that, that Borley gave you, apart from the fact that you played one of your former teams, uh, Nottingham Forest, in the final? What was it like? What was the build-up to, to Wembley? And what was it like walking out at Wembley as a, a player? Because when you were a kid, you must have dreamt to... To listen to the rest of this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com forward slash SRB Media or just follow the links in the description. Thank you.